0: morning, everyone. The Mary Griffith Show brought to you each and every weekday morning by Refreshment Services Pepsi and Harvest Ridge Coffee. And I don't think there was a pot big enough this morning to get me motivated to get out of bed. But now I'm refreshed and revitalized thanks to Harvest Ridge. And you can get your own cup of Harvest Ridge Coffee. You can make it yourself. Get your beans there at the store. Colombian, Kona, Grog. Or just book yourself on the Mary Griffith show or just book get one at the door and get one free at the door and um, <laughs> go to go to your local convenience store as well. Laura Sievert is here she is almost every Wednesday. Somebody from Arts Quincy is here every Wednesday and by golly we're kicking off the arts here in really high style and fashion and I want to talk if you don't mind first about this historical Society of Quincy and Adams County History program because it's coming up pretty quickly here Sunday January 22nd at 2 o'clock they always have them on Sunday afternoons at 2 at the History Museum on the Square right here at 4th and Main and Tony Crane uh is going to give a talk on John Bania who is the master of mid-century uh mid-century modern architecture and a lot of people uh don't know much about John Bainey, and we really do, because he's got more than 500 buildings in the United States that he put together, and probably the Quincy Regional Airport, with its blue glass skylights and its round design, which, of course, it may be true, maybe Tony will debunk the myth or verify the myth. But John Baden, you figured out the design by his cocktail glass making three circles on a napkin. Uh
1: that is as far as I know, that's far true. You know, it's, it's a too? martini glass, yeah. Um they're supposed to look like martini uh that, that sort of swooping I'm gesturing, that's his radio, so that's not gonna work. Uh, <laughs> sort of swoop. I do that all the time. She talks
0: with her hands a lot. You guys miss a
1: lot. <laughs> There's a lot of things that are really nonverbal here. Um, you know, and, and we're so excited about it. If you happened to catch me last week on uh, WGM, I did give the wrong date for this. So I'm going to tell you the date twice. Um, it is the 22nd. So two Sundays from now. Uh, I am sorry. I am bad with dates. It's just true. Uh, <laughs> this is why my phone knows everything. <laughs> um, but uh, Tony's been really doing a bunch of research. Tony Crane from Architectnics has done a lot of research on on Vigna and his legacy. Um, of course, uh, as you mentioned, the, the airport is one of the most important t- structures, really, um, in the legacy of uh, Quincy, but also, of course, St. Boniface Church, the First Illinois Mid Plaza. Um, and if you look at those buildings, you're going to see that mid-century mod influence um, that is, you know, we draw tourists to look at that um, today. So it's a really um, an archetype of that des- design uh, aesthetic um and uh he was a really important person in that particular
0: um era of of architecture yeah, it's hard to remember you know mid-century modern was like the 1950s right and now it's like it's 100 years ago almost 75 years ago so it's it's weird you know because it's hard to imagine that time goes by so quickly but this will be a great if you like architecture this will be the one to go to january 22nd free of charge two o'clock History Museum on the Square, right here at 4th and Main, and last week, Laura announced that they were getting the $1.5 million to uh, install an elevator and a viewing uh, platform and classroom space at the old building across the street at 4th and Main, which has been beautifully restored, so thank you, Laura for spearheading getting that grant. And uh, you're also very active with the uh, Illinois Humanities Council, and now you've got something else up your sleeve, I understand. I
1: do. I was just added to the roster uh, for the Illinois Humanities Council of road speakers, so road scholars. R O A Day. That means we're hitting the road <laughs> in Illinois. Um, and uh, a really exciting time for, for me personally because I get to go take um, the message of arts and economics out on the
0: road, right? Like, why to invest in it, uh, And you are the big <laughs> spokesperson for the economic impact of arts. Weren't you consulting with some other towns? I am. So Juliet, Juliet has
1: hired me, um, and so is East St. Louis. They need a, East St. Louis. Well, They're, they're my need, mentors. Yeah, they need a Mary
0: m- Griffith show in both of those towns. I think that would help, for sure. Um, <laughs> is, it, is it hard to find? Is it hard to get your message out in those towns? Well, so they're a very,
1: different. So, yeah, they're so, very different. So, I am. Uh, I work with the Illinois Arts Council um, on a lot of issues, and um, arts councils in general are eligible for for different pots of money than everybody else's. We we exist in a different kind of um, category. Um, and so, in East St. Louis, we're building an arts council for the first time. So they have some great um, organizations down there. Miles Davis's childhood home is down there. Katherine Dunham is down. Uh, Foundation is a uh, dancer, African American dancer. The Sunshine Factory, who does work work With at-risk youth, I mean, great organizations,
0: um, and, and we partner Joyner- with Junior Kersey, who is an athlete, but right? Is well-known for the East and Dick Durbin. I believe, was born and raised in East St. Louis. Did not know that. Wow, that would be a way to get some money, baby. <laughs> call okay. Up, um, uh, call him up today uh, and say, hey, hometown boy. I think he was um, born and raised in East St. Louis. I didn't know that. but No, I, I think it's right, but I could be wrong.
1: That you mentioned Jackie Joyner is, is interesting because she is uh, is graciously offered to host a um, uh, an arts council, a fledgling arts council in her building. So she actually has... Um, a youth center, sort of like the crack Center, so it's Jackie Joyner Kersey Center, um, after school youth programming and all kinds of really great outreach, um, and, uh, we started it right before the pandemic and then it got put on hold because that became the vaccination place for the, for the city. But we're, we're ramping it back up. So I'm the closest arts council to East St. Louis, so I am their mentor, uh, and they call me and I help them with grants and, and we're helping develop that. Um, but then uh, Joliet is a totally different story because you'd think that they would have an arts council long, long since, but they don't. And and it has to do with, you know, the dynamics of Chicago and the number of um, investments in other cities nearby and the people being pulled in a lot of directions. So it's been an interesting, different sort of outlook. Um, but e- each of them could really benefit from having an arts council and a voice um, to bridge that idea. So what I love to tell you know, when I go to the city council and talk about the arts, I don't, I love telling about, you know, actual art and, and all of the fun things. And nobody um, cares about that. Nobody cares your, about that. They want to government know the numbers. Agency. They want to know about
0: money, 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 money. <laughs> That's
1: right. And Quincy gains over a half million dollars in tax base from the arts every year um, and $15.6 million of economic activity. And that speaks volumes you know when we talk about um retention and recruitment of um, high level employees that's huge they want to know we've got a symphony and an opera company they like like hearing that so you know overall um the message for me in illinois humanities is going to be um investment in the arts pays back in quality of life and and all of the metrics that you want your city to improve on um, yeah, because so
0: Joliet and East St. Louis and Quincy are very different yeah, they're, communities. They're all diff- very different. They're very different. And but again, this is why it's so great to have you as the spokesman because you have success, you have a story to tell. You can say we've done it. You can do it now. They're so fledgling. like we're so far advanced. Yeah, yeah, seventy-five years. years. Yeah. Uh, it sometimes it's very difficult. You feel like you're rolling the stone up the hill, you know, but. Especially a place like East St. Louis, which has really suffered. Well, they've had a crisis of just bad publicity. And Joliet, when you're known for the state correctional, you know, when you're. Right. <laughs> right. When the biggest thing you're known for is, you know, Joliet Prison, which I don't think. They got a great is, Blues Brothers Museum Yeah, though. It's really it fun. It's not even open anymore, is it? Joliet uh, Prison. I don't office? think so. No, it's touristy now. Yeah, you can I actually go and see it. So it's art behind bars. Um, um, she'll probably come up with it. So uh, we're glad. So you're going out on the road, too. To also talk about other art things, but mostly the economic impact of art.
1: Yeah, so I'm really talking about the investment and what happens when we when we put the dollars behind it um, that um, make a community thrive in the arts and why it matters. If you if you are a business owner in Quincy, why does it matter that we have a symphony? Maybe you don't like the symphony, right? But I can explain to these folks what it adds to the value of the community overall to have a thriving art scene. So, um, and all of those places, you know, I I didn't know a lot about say East St. Louis before, um, before I got involved down there, but they have such terrific dedicated volunteers, like the folks that are putting miles Davis's childhood home together. First of all, miles Davis, you know, wow. Yeah. Um, but, um, those folks are committed and, and, um, passionate and, um, and they have a right to very much draw in a
0: crowd to see that. You know, and, I, and they're really by a population it. center. They right. just have to go across the river. Right. A lot of people go to St. Louis Cardinal Baseball. You realize you're two miles from East, St. Louis, East right. St. Louis right there. I mean, you are. You could go over there. Most people say, I would never go over there, but that's changing. Yeah, and not East only St. is it changing. Is changing,
1: East St. Louis is changing. And one of the big um, challenges, actually, of, of East St. Louis has been um, they are not eligible for Missouri funding. And people forget them in Illinois. And it is just a shame, right? So um, having a, a, a mentor council like us um, gives them the opportunity to make connections inside of the state uh, infrastructure here on Illinois' side. Well, um, I think
0: you should call Dick Durbin today. Verify. Kind of like that idea, if actually. If he but. went oh. to,
1: if he yeah, grew up in here.
0: St. Louis, ask him if he has any crayon drawings or any, you know, things he did in grade school and tell him that you're going to make a wing for the Dick Durbin Childhood Art Gallery. And all he has to do is get the federal government to give you a billion dollars. Oh, I love this idea.
1: Well, I should say there are 30 other speakers or 29 other speakers um, on this tour, and I'm bringing at least two of them to Quincy. So we'll hear about that too later. Um, One of them is really an exciting um, performer and musician um, out of, oh, someplace in Chicagoland. But she's going to be at Dr. Eel's house later this summer for a special presentation. So I'm excited about that. Um, And it is, he is from
0: East St. Louis. I looked it up. Okay. There you go. Folks, uh, become a member of Arts Quincy. You get Arts Quincy Magazine and all their calendar of events, and that magazine is beautiful. It tells you everything you need to know about all the things you're going to do for the next two months. Also, become a member of an organization. Find an organization like the theater or the symphony or the... Concert uh, band. The wood carvers or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that you like, and become a member. We're going to talk more next next week, but uh, Laura, thank you so much for sharing about the John Bania uh, talk and thank you for sharing the success of Quincy to some of our sister cities that really need a little lift up. And it'd be great. By the way, I brought my Mega Millions uh, mm. ticket in. If that had been the 1.1 billion dollar ticket, you wouldn't have to worry about fundraising for Arts <laughs> Quincy anymore. However, I only matched the Powerball or the Mega Ball, which was uh. nine, so I get a free ticket. For the next drawing. Well, good. So
1: I appreciate you keeping us in mind. I, 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 I too will make a big uh, uh, arts impact if I ever win one of those. I forgot to get a ticket this time. So no, that's okay. No it didn't matter.
0: No luck. Didn't matter. No just luck. get one next time. Okay. Don't oh, nobody won. nobody won. Nobody. Nobody won. No. Oh. One
1: point right.
0: three five
1: billion. And everybody in Quincy who's buying a
0: ticket just to think, you know, if we win. That arts community does some good work. That's true. (laughs) Kent Snyder up next, the chairman of the Adams County Board, will be back in about. We are joined by Kent Snyder, the uh, chairman of the Adams County Board. Good morning, Mr. Snyder.
2: Good morning, Mary.
0: I'm so glad you could take time out. First, I'll give you a free commercial. How's the car
2: business? Well, actually, very busy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, what's the deal here? Um, We had all these production slowdowns, I know, with, uh, with COVID and with supply chain problems, and it really backed things up. I mean, for a while there, nobody could get a car. I mean, the used car business was booming because you couldn't get a new car. It really helped the used car business, didn't it?
2: It did, and prices went up, and they are starting to come down a little bit. It's going to be a while before things are what we would call normal.
0: Well, the thing of it is, if you need a car like right now, if something breaks down, I mean, uh, one of my friends, they were on the list since last January, Uh, A year ago, they put their name on a list to get a new car, a new truck. It was, they didn't get that until September. So
2: exactly right, they
0: they were limping along with their older car, and uh, you know. But if you needed a vehicle right away and you couldn't limp, you know, you were out forced out into the market to. You were basically at the mercy of you know anyone who had anything in inventory. So sure, if
2: you hit a deer, you needed you needed a ride to work.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, I'm sure you have been extremely busy, uh, you know, with yes. your business, Snyder Auto Sales, um, because you sell, you sell used cars, right? Do you ever sell new cars?
2: No, we do not.
0: Right. So, but you probably get some cars that are only a year or two old, right?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yes.
0: So, yeah. like, a car like mine, you know, the vintage, the really good aged wine, like, my car is a 99. You know not in eighteen ninety nine, but in nineteen ninety nine. Something like that's almost antique value now. You'd probably give me what, twenty, thirty thousand dollars for trade in on that?
2: Uh two or three thousand dollars. Really? <laughs> no, I'm joking. I, I was
0: gonna say I'll come out I'll drive it out there right now. I wouldn't give my I wouldn't give you twenty or thirty dollars. So you know, I, I have very low expectations. Well I'm glad to hear oh. That's, that you're making money and you 're staying in business because God knows you don 't make a lot of money being chairman of the Adams County Board, but you guys do get paid right
2: oh, we do oh yes it's it's uh it's about fourteen cents an hour,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but there's something to claim on your income tax well, yes. you know last night you you guys did something that oh rah, rah, your fan base will love you, but it really mm-hmm. has no efficacy. You voted against the state of Illinois instituting an assault rifle ban. I mean, the, Adams County has no more ability to make that not happen than a man in the moon. That's all going to be decided in the courts. Why, why is a politician, I mean, why is that, some, that little posturing necessary? Because nothing Adams County or any county does is going to make any difference in that bill
2: well our board just felt like we needed to make a statement that we didn't agree with it and and there are other boards that uh, in in Illinois that are going to do the same thing uh and and i understand that this doesn't have any effect on it and it uh really makes no makes no change uh but you know uh, just like the uh, the no cash uh the the catch and release or the 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 no bail uh Thing When that came up, Gary Farha uh, with our state's attorney joined together in a lawsuit, and we had 62 counties out of 102 that got in that lawsuit, and, you know, that's lawsuit one. So this won't make a change, but there are some times when we do make a stand against the state that it does make a difference.
0: Yeah. Gary Farha will be my guest tomorrow. Uh, He was booked before this Mm -hmm. vote last night. We're not going to talk about that necessarily. But, you know, you are you're letting everybody know this is where we stand in government officials. This is where we stand. There is such a difference between the way, you know, the the Democratic Party rules the state of Illinois. The Republic Party has an ironclad lock on Adams County. Uh, Yes. But you have to play nice with each other because you do need the state to like Adams County. You You do do. need the state to give you things. And give us some examples in the day-to-day life of Adams County as, you know, administrator. You've got to make the budget up. You've got to make sure all the offices are running smoothly, et cetera. Mm -hmm. How important is that relationship with the state? And how do you cultivate that with so many people not being of your political persuasion?
2: Well, quite honestly, um, you know, during COVID, we did get along well with the state, as as you know. I mean, we were the the number one vaccine center for the state of Illinois at one point. Uh, we we took care of four counties. Uh, we had uh, we opened up statewide. We had ten thousand people from Chicago down here that uh, got their vaccinations. We vaccinated well over a hundred thousand. Uh, not 100,000 people, but over 100,000 vaccinations were put out in Adams County at the oakley Lindsay Center. And at one point, the you know, the governor, we talked to them a lot. I talked to his office a lot during that time. And they called me and they said, do you want anything? Do you need anything from us? You guys are just crushing it. We're very proud of you. And I said, sure, ask the governor to come down and check out our our layout, you know, how we're doing it. Uh, because we were doing more vaccines at the oakley Lindsay center per day than they could do they were doing at the mccormick place in chicago
0: and part of that (laughs) we were yeah ken snyder is that's all because our adams county health department years ago it's awesome started thinking what did we do you know they had the drive-through flu vaccine and it Mm -hmm, wasn't mm -hmm. really so much about the flu vaccine it was what oh. would we do if we had to vaccinate against anthrax? What would we do if there was a major epidemic? Exactly. What would we do? Yeah. How would we do it? And Adams and County, they started they started practicing. And then by they the did. time COVID-19 came along, they're like, oh, well, big deal. We can, oh, we this can a, handle this.
2: Well, Yeah, we were doing 1,000 a day, and Jared told me 2,000 a day. Yeah. We just didn't have them sign up. So after I extended that, you know, when the governor's office called, I said tell him to come down and check out what we're doing. That was on a Thursday, Tuesday morning he flew to Quincy.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. So uh
2: yeah. we' and do- and so yes, I am on a first name basis with the governor, but <laughs> uh but you're right, you gotta play nice because you may need something and he and he wants to play nice because he may need something.
0: So that's right. I mean it it yes. is politics but it's also about it running is running the government. Well, let's talk about some local things. Last night, sure. you guys talked about mold mitigation. Is this in the new building or the old building?
2: This is in the old building. Okay. Um, and we're going to do a study to see where it is and how bad it is because um, we've had a couple of people uh, question it. And uh, I think the, probably one of the number one things we're going to do after we have the testing done, which is going to happen very quickly, hopefully within the next 30 days uh we're going to probably clean all the ductwork in the, in the uh courthouse
0: well once you get mold in a place though it's really hard to get it out so if you yeah. get a finding of mold that's kind of scary
2: it is and and we'll we'll know more once we get the uh the study done we we uh we talked about it last night we have one bid we're waiting on a second one But if we don't get the second bid within a couple of weeks, we're going to move forward with the bid we got because there's not a lot of people that do this.
0: Well, and it's a matter of health Uh, and safety. You really can't.
2: It is. You can't wait. We can't just wait
0: when your employees are are hanging on the line. How are things working out uh, as far as the new jail, the new uh, sharing it with Quincy police, that whole thing? Has that worked out as well, not as well, or about as well as expected?
2: I think uh probably somewhere between as well as expected and very well. Good. Uh they're thrilled with their new their new digs <laughs> and we're thrilled to have them over there. I think we work better together now that we're all side by side and uh everyone seems to be getting along. I I spoke to Adam Yates this morning. Uh we're going to do new cameras and new door actuators as you heard and that that includes the new jail side as well as the, the, uh, the old building. So, uh, he was happy to hear we've had some issues with the, with the door actuators. Actually, some of the officers have gotten caught in their off, in their office locked in and couldn't get out and just weird, weird things. And so, uh, we're moving forward with that. Uh, they literally ordered the equipment this morning. That sounds so, great. Uh, yeah, uh,
0: so, yeah, let's talk a little bit. What else is on your agenda? Because I want to talk about roads and housing. But what else have you got on your agenda, Kent Snyder?
2: Well, uh, let's see. We've got the, uh, we, you know, we've we've uh, completely redone the boardroom. If anyone's not been in there in 60 days, it looks nice. Uh, it's fall freshened up, new carpet, new paint. Uh, we're actually putting in a new microphone system so that when you go to a board meeting, you will be able to hear everyone when they talk. That's not happened in fifty years, <laughs> no, and we're going to put two TV screens mounted on the wall so that uh yeah, if there's a presentation, it can go on the screen, and we're going to have cameras in there. We're going to have the uh it will have the the option to do a live feed on our website for the meetings if that's what people choose. Uh, so uh, we've done a lot of we're doing a lot of changes in the boardroom.
0: That live feed, you know, so often we rely on the media to go to the meeting. We all know that a lot of stuff doesn't happen at the meeting. It happens before the meeting or after the meeting. Uh, transparency is critically important. Um, right now, is there a way for people to watch an Adams County board meeting, or is this something new that's coming?
2: That's what's coming.
0: Okay, good. That sounds yes. fantastic. What about, and I've got to let you go because I know you've got a job to do. Um, besides being Adams County board chairman, you got at 14 cents an hour, you got to make a little bit more than that. What about housing? We've made such great strides. You're really working with the city of Quincy. A lot of great things are happening. We've got a lot of new businesses in Adams County. Those new businesses, obviously all those people need a place to live. Uh, what's happening with Adams County money as far as housing?
2: Well, we took a million dollars of our ARPA money and put it in an account just for a housing project. Uh, to To help boost uh, new ho- new homes, uh, single family, uh, duplexes, condos, townhouses, anything anything that they can build at, at somewhat of an entry level. Uh, and we are meeting. There's actually a meeting next Tuesday with Gretiff. Uh That's who we're partnering with. They're doing the housing study for us to tell us what we really need, and what other communities are doing. And uh, we need to get started on, on this yesterday. I, I hear from from uh, NAPIDES and Titan and, and Prince and Garner Denver and Hospital and QMG. They're hiring people, and there's nowhere for them to live. Yeah, it's really – I
0: new doctors. You say. can't even – yeah. Yeah, you, I, yeah
2: new, new, yeah, new doctors. He's got nowhere to live.
0: I, I have – Yes, I I know this. I've had this this doctor that I know. Uh, He he wasn't ever supposed to practice in Quincy. He was just supposed to do his residency here. But he fell in love, and he likes it. He wants to stay. He still doesn't have really a place to sleep. If you're a doctor and you're kind of couch surfing, that is really indicative of the fact that it's not just poor people who can't find a place to live. Middle-income people can't find a place to live.
2: Exactly. We have traveling nurses that are living in hotels because there's not an apartment for them to rent.
0: Yeah. So we've got it. So so you're working on it, but of course that wheel grinds slowly. I mean that takes
2: a while. uh, No, we're we're kicking this in high gear. As soon as as soon as Greta uh, and Kyle get the study done, we're we're moving. That's why we're even before the study's done, we're meeting next Tuesday and we're uh, uh, with some folks to uh, get some ideas on you know what what a price of a house uh, the minimum price of a house could be new what a minimum price of a house could be in a in a townhouse or condo situation so we're we're already working we're going to get out ahead of it
0: That's good Brett
2: Austin and myself and Kyle Moore we're we are working hard to get this done
0: the three wise men. Okay, good. I'm glad you're on it. What about roads, real quick? Uh, do we have enough money to keep our Adams County roads in good shape? How's the situation?
2: Uh, our road situation in the county is fine. We uh, we have a program. That we have a company that comes here and they they literally uh, x ray our roads. They have a machine that they take all through the county on on our roads and x ray them and and they set us up with a program a uh, suggested program that, you know, this one needs tar, tar chip, this one needs replaced, and so forth. And so every other year, one year we spend a million dollars on Adams County Roads. The next year we spend $2 million. The third year we spend a million, and that's all motor fuel tax. And we know that that's coming. So that's how we do the Adams County Roads right now but uh, every dollars, every five years.
0: Yeah, two $2 million really is not very much. You can't do that's a lot just with that.
2: No, it's not, but that's just the things that – that we know we have to do now if something else comes up we spend more money but that's the that's the road maintenance kind of budget that we've set up
0: so you're maintaining there's, there's, you're maintaining what we yeah. have very well
2: okay exactly exactly and there's more money in the fund you know because we, we have we've uh, we've got 48th street uh that we're working on we've got some bridges that we're going to be working on in the spring so there's more money in the pot but that's what we we spend on just maintaining the roads.
0: Okay, I'll leave you with this thought. Uh, I'm familiar with how to work a roundabout, so the day the roundabout is built, I promise to drive the pilot car, and I'll just drive people around in the roundabout till they figure
2: it out. Okay? Well, if anyone needs to practice, they can run down the Hannibal and
0: Bowling uh... <laughs> well, Green. You got it, Kent. Thank you so much. You've got to get back to work. I don't want to. You've been so gracious with your time. Thank you so very much. Adams County Chairman Kent Snyder and uh, folks, uh, we'd like to have government officials on to keep their feet to the fire, but it sounds like you're doing everything the taxpayers want you to do. So until I dig up more dirt, I'll call you later, okay?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Call me anytime, Mary. It's always a pleasure. (laughs)
0: Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Phone lines are lit. I love it. Let's go right to the phone line. Good morning. You're on the air.
3: Good morning. Um, it was so good to hear uh, what Ken Snyder had to say today. It was very informative, especially about um, the when you go to a meeting and you're right there. Um, uh, the fact that you can hear what everybody's saying that's going to be corrected. Uh, because I was there maybe two weeks ago and was they were passing around the microphone and it it was really hard, you know, to gather. Um, what they were trying to say, um, and I, and I, the fact that it's going to be televised, like the council meeting, is very, very helpful for snowy nights or cold nights or just when you can't get there to see it. And um, we have a very uh, active group of of uh, men and we have a few women on that board and and it's um it's just really um this is all the all that was reported today was very encouraging thank you well thank you very much
0: phone lines are lit let's go right to the next one good morning you're on the air
3: Yes, thank you uh, for taking my call. I was wondering if you've ever heard from if I missed it if you have Sam Franklin, the back man who moved to China. I was just wondering about him. Thank you so much. Thank
0: you. I uh, haven't heard from Sam for a while. Uh, that doesn't mean anything's befallen Sam. Just haven't heard from him for a while. Thank you for your call. You're live on the air on the Mary Griffith Show.
4: Well, how are you doing? Are you taking suggestions or questions and all? Yeah, you're live on the air. Do what doing? do you want? All righty, here's what I got. Since your uh, Adams County chairman was on there, and hopefully somebody from City Hall was listening, but we got some railroad tracks in the city of Quincy that are dead. And what I mean by dead is they cross the street, but they don't go nowhere. I want to know who you'd contact or if they would contact. Uh, Something about these railroad tracks, and they're very, very rough and very bumpy. Mm -hmm. Now, you got two on Catherine Road. Uh, between 30th and about 25th Street. That's right by the old electric wheel, Titan wheel. And then you got one over on 30th Street uh, by Soybean, ADM, or whatever you want to call that, that is a really bumpy road. So I don't know if they could contact somebody, have something done with it, because they don't go nowhere. I mean, you look at the railroad tracks, they cross the street, and that's it. So I just wanted to say, hey, uh you know you're talking about the rough roads but if the if the railroad put these in they ought to be responsible about doing something and make them smoother or take them out on the two.
0: okay i sounds like a great suggestion uh I think one of the things that would have to happen, obviously, they're owned by the railroad. The railroad would have to relinquish that. Once you take a track out, of course, you're probably never going to get it back in. So the places you talk about, I'm just using this as speculation, I don't know, but the place you talk about there is out by Titan Wheel, okay, and they do cross the road. They have uh, they have factories on both sides of Locust Street, so maybe there's some reason they want to keep that rail access. I know 30th Street by Titan Wheel is a nightmare and Old ADM uh is a nightmare out there that's that's real bumpy and rough so yeah it's too bad they can't smooth things out as they say uh but I think the place you'd have to start with would be the railroad because I don't know if the city can force them to relinquish a right of way so I would uh, I would call I guess the Burlington Northern Santa Fe or uh you know, I guess, uh sit, call your city alderman uh, that lives in that ward especially, or call your own alderman, call both of them if you don't live in that ward, and say, hey, I just want an answer of why this is so ding-dang bumpy. Great question this morning on the Mary Griffith Show. We'll entertain more at 223-9300-1800-228-WTAD, but you got to call right this minute. Well, I thank the callers. Those were great calls, great suggestions. We love live caller interaction here on the Mary Griffith Show. Tomorrow, the state's attorney, uh, the chief prosecutor for Adams County, a man who fought against the relinquishment of cash bail, will be my guest. We'll talk about that, but we'll mostly talk about how... The Adams County State's Attorney's Office operates. We have some people saying, why does it take so long to get a court case through? We'll find out tomorrow on the Mary Griffith Show.